Hello, and welcome to Turnbuckle Commentary for the post-show for Night 2 of WrestleMania. This, you know, I think Night 1 was better ultimately, just to start off, but this is great to see. Um, you know, uh, start off in the pre-show with Liv Morgan actually getting a win, which was good. Even being from Calgary, I'm, you know, kind of over Natty. She's, it's the same match every match, like, the same sequence of moves, the same finishes most of the time, especially when she wins. This was just another natty match, but I was glad to see Liv win. So, let's get on to the main card after that. <laughs> they played the same video montage as last night, which, you know, I really like this montage. They put a lot of effort into this video package. It was pretty good. Roman was still in it, so it was obviously done before he backed out for... Good reasons. I mean, let's not have him getting this bullshit going around. And the show opened up with, surprisingly, the NXT Women's Title match. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. This was a very, very stiff match, it seemed. And a very vocal match, you know. This uh, this was reminiscent of a lot of, well, Charlotte's father's matches. Right? A lot of, certain, a lot of Ric Flair matches. There's a lot of vocalization. So, that was pretty good. I liked that. Except, without the crowd, it was very, very distracting. But like I said, this was a stiff match. A good match. I just... This was a great match. 21 minutes. But I think the wrong person won. I don't see why Charlotte needs to win the NXT Women's title. That's quite the step back for her. Um, I mean, it doesn't harm Rhea Ripley. Because Rhea Ripley got beat by... Charlotte fucking Flair. So, but this this could have made Rhea, I think. And, I don't know. Maybe there'll be a rematch at SummerSlam or a TakeOver or some, a bigger show with a crowd. But, I don't know. As good as the match was, I think the wrong person won. But that's just my opinion. And, well, good match. Anyway, get the recap of Night 1, which was, like, I don't know why that was really necessary, maybe for people that only bought Night 2. And anyone that only bought Night 2 made the wrong decision, because Night 1 was much more enjoyable, I found. Anyway, match number 2, Alistair Blackburn versus Bobby Lashley. I still don't know why. I mean, Alistair Black, they almost found a reason just to give him random-ass matches with the whole knocking at his door, then him going after people. And him going after Lashley because he's dominant. Lashley has been anything but dominant since his return. I don't know if this is punishment for getting over an impact or, or you know, still wanting to do MMA or something. But, yeah, this match, I don't know. This match didn't quite cut it for me. Seven minutes. Uh, not, not that great, I don't think. We got commercial for Money in the Bank, which is May 10th. So, I mean, this isn't going to be over by May 10th, let's face it. I'll probably either be cancelled or another another show somewhere, not in Florida, because they got the stay-at-home order. Dolph Ziggler versus Otis. This is the match I was most looking forward to tonight, especially after SmackDown on Friday. When we said, I finally revealed that Sonya was the one that sent the text message, which I think we all figured out fucking a month and a half ago, but... You know, when they finally unveiled it. This match, I don't know. I mean, it sure as shit wasn't technical. But I don't think anyone expected a technical fight here. Um, 
Ziggler, I think, got a little bit too much offense, and I think we should have seen just Otis demolish him in like two, three minutes. But the big thing about this match, Otis wins. You know, he got pegged in the ball. It looked like that kick to the balls actually hit him in one of them. And, you know, and Mandy came out, hits Ziggler in the balls. We get the Otis winning after a caterpillar. <clears throat> he picks up Mandy and they kiss. You know, a great finish. This would have been just so amazing in front of a crowd. That pop would have been something else. Yeah. I don't know why they had to protect protect Ziggler with the fucking ball shot, though. It's Ziggler. Who gives a damn? <laughs> like, really? All right. Edge and Randy Orton. Oh, man. You know, I'm on trying to stay positive on this show. Um... This match, oh my god, was it slow. I remember I looked at the people I was watching with. And we went, wow, that was what, an hour long? Then we see the official time at 36 minutes. This was so slow-paced, we thought it was twice as long as it was. I don't know why Edge was taking these high risks that he was taking... Like, motherfucker, you're 46, you're not in your 20s anymore, you don't need to be diving off all this shit. Um, it was nice that they went around the PC. That definitely worked better. The setting definitely worked better than if they were in the stadium, I think. But, I don't know. This match didn't cut it to me. It was just, it was too much, too long, too slow. And Orton fucking hung Edge off a weight machine two weeks after Dark Side of the Ring Benoit. Like, how fucking deaf is this company? First off, you have a Last Man Standing match during a pandemic when there's a whole lot of people dying. It was, what, fucking 1,200 people had died in the United States or some shit last yesterday? And you're having a Last Man Standing match? Come on. That... <laughs> yeah. No, I did not like this match, I guess would be the end of it. Street Profits versus Austin Theory and Angel Garza. Why? <laughs> I mean, when Andrade got injured, why not just cancel this match or do the fucking ladder match bullshit they did last night? Although that was an amazing match. It's just a stupid concept. But you have Austin Theory replacing Andrade. You know after that, that Angel Garza and Austin Theory are not winning. Was this match just there to call up Bianca Belair? Like, yeah, six months too late? And, uh, oh, you know, hey, it's nice that Bianca's, maybe Bianca's on the main roster now. I hope so. Because <laughs> she's very, very talented. <clears throat> and, you know, you don't see anyone using their hair as a fucking weapon. So... Anyway, next up we have the Fatal 5-Way, which was supposed to be a Fatal 6-Way, but Dana ended up in self-isolation. I know how you feel, Dana. I was in self-isolation too. It sucks. It's boring. Although my cats were exceedingly happy. Anyway, let's venture away from that little tangent. <clears throat> so we get the elimination match. 5-Way, Bailey, Sasha, Tamina, Naomi, and Lacey Evans. You know, my pick for this was Lacey. My secondary pick was Naomi. Ugh. I mean, 
Yeah. I don't even. Of course, Tamina's just in there to look strong, and she's the first one eliminated by everyone. And Naomi gets eliminated. Sasha gets eliminated by this. Actually, I kind of like this elimination. Because I love the women's right. I absolutely love that as a finish. The way she does it, it looks great. It looks way better than the fucking Judas effect. <laughs> I know it's a different move. Back elbow and a punch. But just making a point where, you know, it's a great finish. and come out of nowhere and it looks great. You know, and the name suits her, really. Anyway, so Sa- <laughs> Becky pushes Sasha out of the way. Nicey hits Becky or Becky. Why do I keep saying Becky? Bailey. Man, this is. I gotta stop doing these late at night. <laughs> but okay, so she hits Bailey, and, uh, and then she just turns around and clocks Sasha. One, two, three. Sasha's out. You know, then we get a singles match with Bailey. And Lacey, which of course, uh, Sasha comes back in, gives the bank statement to Lacey, which, you know, there's that, there was the uh, teasing of a breakup earlier and just before Sasha got eliminated between Bailey and Sasha, then they do this. It, I don't know. Obviously, it's going to be Sasha and Bailey at SummerSlam, but, ah. Uh, I mean, I could see, I could see why she did. You know, she wants to now be the one that takes it off Bailey, but I didn't like this finish one bit. I, like I said, I wanted Lacey to win. So, oh well. Anyway, that was 19 minutes. It was a, I think that one was better timed. You know, as far as a, as far as a, a fatal five way goes, 20 minutes is pretty good. Now, I. Don't even know how to talk about this <laughs> next one. Oh, man. This must have been a different crew than the uh, Boneyard match last night. Because this was different. Like, this this was different than anything I have ever seen in wrestling. Um, I, <laughs> we get the normal entrance for John Cena. And I'm sitting here thinking, oh, okay. So, I thought this was an off-site match. Are they just doing this in a normal match? Then he gets teleported out of there with uh, Bray saying that he has to face himself. And we get ruthless aggression in the fucking tidy reddies, I guess you could call them. <laughs> he keeps saying ruthless aggression and trying to hit him like he did Kurt Angle. <laughs> Bray keeps ducking. like we just, And then we just get going through like wrestling history almost. Yeah. <laughs> The, you get Macho Mercy and Mr. McBoss Man on commentary for for a uh, golden era type of thing. <laughs> John Cena as Johnny Large Meat or Large Man or something. I couldn't quite catch it because I was laughing so goddamn hard this entire, whatever you want to call it, match. <laughs> he's curling those barbells he's like hauling ass like the like you would see you know in a fucking deodorant ad or whatever it is the body spray ad and uh <laughs> and then we get eventually we get word life you know doctor of thugonomics Cena, he raps i don't know it wasn't his best but he had some all right lines in there then he rhymed face with face come on man 
This is a pre-tape. You could have done this, you know, a few times. That was the best one you had. For some reason, then we get the cult leader Bray Wyatt back in his cabin, and he's trying to get Cena to hit him with a chair. Cena takes a swing. He disappears. And then, for whatever reason, we get we get Bray cutting an Eric Bischoff promo <laughs> with Bischoff clips spliced in. And Cena coming out as Hogan. What? <laughs> like, what the fuck? This was just so weird. Eventually, they finally, you see, the Fiend appear, puts Cena on the Mandible Claw, and Bray counts one, two, three. Now, is this actually a match? First of all, but I don't know what the fuck I watched. Like, I wish I took an edible fucking half hour before this match, because it would have been affecting me by then. <laughs> In fact, maybe that's what I should do, is take an edible, rewatch this match on, on stream or some shit. Because <laughs> this was just so out there. I don't know what the fuck I watched, but I was thoroughly sports entertained. This was awesome. I loved this. <laughs> like, oh man, what the hell? And then it cuts to Tyson Neal, who's just... Standing there with the same look we all had. And he goes, I don't know what I just saw. Yep. Now for our main event of the evening. A four minute match between Brock Lesnar and Drew McIntyre. There was basically all just finishes. <laughs> like, it was just spammed finishes. And fucking McIntyre wins. Like, that's the match. That's <laughs> what else can I say? That is the match. Um, hey, McIntyre won. We now have two full-time champions. Braun on the blue brand. McIntyre on the red. Awesome. Two guys that should have the titles, I think. I was really happy for this. Yeah, this is this is great. <clears throat> so to close this, two awesome nights. I think night one was better, like I said at the start. But, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed having WrestleMania as two three to four hour shows over two nights i really you know i don't see them continuing this because then of well i mean i guess they could because they start setting up the stadium what two weeks before or a week before they'll go so i don't know if that would really affect how long they rent the building huh i'm ticketing would be weird though hmm i mean i hope they can find a way where they can uh do this every year because i absolutely love this it was just not as draining you know i uh on a little side note i think i enjoy doing these shorter 10 to 20 minute shows so i'm going to uh try recording after raw aew and smackdown just these little 10 to 20 minute shows at least for as long as uh no one's fucking working i mean i'm working i'm an essential service i'm back to work tomorrow Damn it. <laughs> so, anyway. This, I'm just so glad we still have wrestling. As far, but from what I've seen, reports say that WWE is only taped up to tomorrow. So, I guess we'll find out Friday if we still have WWE content. Um, I don't see why they can't just put, you know, Alexa or someone. I mean, I like Alexa. I like her hosting duties, so. 
but you know you just put someone alexa cole triple h someone in front of a fucking green screen i mean all of us that do podcasts or streaming all have the equipment to do this type of thing wwe a multi-billion dollar company should put someone in front of a green screen and just give us some best ofs or give us you know a watch along that'd be cool you know give us like you know have since we're breaking kayfabe with undertaker Let's get Taker and Sean, you know, teleconferencing in through Skype or whatever the other ones are, you know, Discord or whatever. <laughs> well, two senior citizens in Discord. Maybe we should just film that. <laughs> anyway, get them both Skyping in and put those two WrestleMania matches on and just have them discuss those while we watch them. That would be cool. I would absolutely love that. You know, like there's still so much content they could give us best ofs, you know, give us a kiss. There's that Undertaker documentary coming out. Give us a best of The Undertaker or something. Best of SmackDown. Best of, you know. Hell, just start SmackDown over. <laughs> just run the fucking pilot on Friday and go from there. Fuck it. <laughs> That'd be fun. Anyway, uh, you know. that's I'm going to try not to be so cyclical here. Thank you for listening. So I'm going to try and be back for a Raw post show. Especially with it being the Raw after Mania. Hello, it's going to be a weird raw after mania. Anyway, thanks for listening. I am Freak Show Inc. And this was Turnbuckle Commentary.